When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 11th, and I'm kind of watching CNBC so I can see the CPI. Uh, Right now, futures are way up. Let's see kind of where they're at. Um, Last time I looked, yeah, they're... uh, Wendy's, Krispy Kreme, Perigo are the biggest movers. Um, It looks like futures are up significantly at 282. I saw this and the Dow uh, implied open was up to like 380. So you're at 280 now. Um, S&P implied open, it's about 1%. And, and uh, the NASDAQ, of course, is the leader, kind of 1.36. The Russell is 1.37. The uh, VIX is uh, down to 31, it looks like. Started, closed yesterday at 32. But essentially, I, I came came on and I'm going to record live kind of while CPI is going on because um, we could see a major change in this if CPI isn't what what's expected. If it's higher than expected, you're going to, going to see this, this market crash. Um, if it's lower than expected, I think you're going to see them rise. Just don't know how much. Again, I was telling a friend um, yesterday, um, when you look at uh, the bond rates, that's where the money's going. Uh, the 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 money that used to quote unquote buy the dip uh, is now going into bonds because you've got such a good uh a good yield on that. Uh, one Tom kind of wrote me back yesterday and said it, it kind of stuck me on this stock LPG uh, Dorian LPG Limited. They own uh, long range tankers, I think is what it said. Um, and, uh, it, 22 modern and ECO, very large gas carriers. Um, and that's what they do. Uh, I looked at their stock. They will, uh, they announced a special dividend, a one-time dividend, dividend payout of $2 and 50 cents to all shareholders as of, uh, record close on May 16th. So the ex-dividend date looks like it's May 13th. So next Monday, that's kind of what Trendspider says, but the press release said May 16th. So um, I don't exactly know what it is, but essentially what happened, the, the, the algorithm has a buy-in at 1531 on May 4th. And then there's this enormous gap up from 1550 to 16, uh, 1625. So it's about a 75 cent uh, gap up. Um, but that's at 1674. You're trading right now in pre-market at 1825. Um, so from that $15 to 1875, that's your $2.50 dividend. Um, you know, where where the stock was kind of trading. Now, um, the performance chart on this one, the algorithm gets you 42% versus 132% asset performance. Um, the forward PE on this one is 19. Um, the PE is just 9.89. 
let's look at some comparisons in uh infidelity so that I can see kind of where they're uh they're trading at. Let's see comparisons. Um PE industry average is 10.78, their PE infidelity is 12.92. So they're a little bit higher. 52 week performance is 30% versus the uh performance for 52 weeks uh, in the industry is 41.85. They don't have a comparison, but the equity summary score is 8.4. Kind of watching right now, uh, April CPI data, futures have come way down. Oh boy. Uh, Let's see. Well, I'm watching this one. Oh, futures have come down. Consumer price index 0.3 versus 0.2 estimate. Um, so it's higher. So you should see the Dow looks like it's just hovering around flat on the news. Um, it did come in higher. Yeah. It's okay. I'll watch the, the commentator on that. But it came in higher. Expect you, Vixie, to kind of take off today, I would think. Um, again, it's kind of the, the market was up 300 points. Uh, when I woke up this morning, it is now flat. The expected open is flat. Um, so, uh, it did come in higher, slightly higher. Um, but not good news, but again, back to LPG. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in on this one. I'm, you know, again, you got, you got a couple of days to get in on this one. Their earnings are coming up on May 20th. Now, here's what I do know. Any company that's paying a special dividend prior to earnings, um, God, their earnings are going to kill it. I don't know how to, how to really look, but here's the thing. You have to know this. Anything that you think about this company is already priced in the market. Um, the RSI right now is at 74. It is just so high. Um, essentially, um, on that gap up on May 5th, you're seeing an enormous uh, volume. So you probably do have some some opportunity here to trade this one. I just don't know that I'd necessarily do it in the short term. Um, yesterday afternoon, it was trading at about $17.30. You're a full dollar up and you're at $18.30 in the pre-market. Um, again, I, it's a one-time dividend. This is not an ongoing dividend. It's a micro cap. So in the 10-day volume period, 10 days averaging 814,000 shares, 90 days is 542,000. Kind of wanted to start out with that one. We got some bad news. Uh, April CPI was 8.3% versus 8.1%. What that means is inflation has not stabilized yet. It's still going up. Um, and that's essentially triggers, okay, the Fed's going to have to do more tightening. They're going to have to sell more. They're going to have to raise interest rates. And that's essentially what's going to bring the market down. So yesterday's rally, probably just a, a, a bear bounce, if you will, bull bounce, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but that's what that means. So uh, in my mind, I think Uvixi is your play today. Um, uh, Uvixi right now is at 1864 closed at 1850 it got all the way down to 1790 but it kind of shot up with that uh that that CPI reading so 
Um, Occidental Petroleum killed it yesterday. Um, just incredible, incredible earnings. Um, I think it was 150, 1,500 something percent over their previous quarter. Um, they, the previous quarter had a dollar 48. Um, this quarter had two, $2 and 12 cents per share, but it was their revenue. Um, so, uh, yeah, 1,513%, uh, versus Q1 2021. So they lost in Q1 21. So, uh, it looks like it's trading down at 59 below 60. Um, but remember, we got you in yesterday. I said anything under 57, uh, and it traded to 56.91 yesterday. That was the low. So once it traded below 57, I hope you got in. Um, you'd be up as far as today goes, not quite 10%, but you'd be significantly up. Um, it has a small dividend, nothing to hang on to it for. So I'd say once you hit your 10%, once you hit your kind of goal, um, you know, even if you want to take 5% on this one, I can't blame you because I think it's going to, you know, fluctuate probably between 55 and 65. So if you want to take some profits, maybe hold on to, you know, if you got some yesterday, I think that's a good one. SPG, remember that was the triple play of earnings. They beat earnings. They give a great, uh, forecast, by the way, Occidental gave a great forecast too. Um, and SPG upped their dividend. Uh, they were trading at 120 yesterday. They kind of slipped down. Their day range was 117 to 125. Um, I kind of got you in this one. I think at 112 or somewhere around that point. So maybe you hit your 10%. Maybe you hit 8%. My guess is that this one goes back to 140 at some point, but the market's probably going to bring it down. Uh, in pre-market, it's trading between 119 and 122. There's just not a lot of pre-market here. The 10-day volume is 2.4 million, 90-day volume is 2.1 million, so you do have some things um, going for you on this one. Um, Apple, Microsoft, Google, and NVIDIA uh, all up yesterday. Uh, I don't know what they're doing right now. Let's see what NVIDIA, NVIDIA is one. Remember, I, I said NVIDIA is one, I think 180, yeah, they're at 174, 173. They're, they're kind of going down right now. It's just a falling knife. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in on this one right now. I think today it goes under 170. I think you can add this on 170. Uh, the current PE ratio is 45. Again, their forward PE. Let's look at their forward PE on Finviz. Um, their forward PE is 26. Look at Clorox, CLX. Um, their forward PE is 28. How does Clorox have a higher PE than NVIDIA? That's just kind of where I, where I'm at, you know. Again, I, I don't mean to stick on that one. I know I talked about it yesterday, but that one's crazy. Um, Apple, um, let's see where Apple is. Apple's forward PE is 23. So again, Clorox just has that crazy, crazy forward PE. Um, people believe in it. Hey, consumer goods. Um, let's look at Kellogg's because Kellogg's is one that I I believe it's up year to date. Um, performance year to date, 13%. It's up their forward PE is 16. Um, you know, again, consumer staples have been the one that have, uh, performed the best this year. Uh, let's look at Clorox to see where they are. Um, year to date performance minus 10%. So they got beaten down. This was a, um, a, a definite pandemic play. 
it got beaten down. It looks like in March when th- people thought the stuff was reopening, but it really didn't. They they kind of had bad earnings. Now they have good earnings. So it is what it is. Um, it was announced yesterday. Elon thinks the Twitter deal could uh be closed in a few months. Twitter is down, and uh, part of the reasons Twitter is down. He announced also when he was talking about Twitter that he would reinstate Donald Trump. Questionable. Uh, my opinion, I don't think Donald Trump deserves to be reinstated, but um, Elon has that free <clears throat> free speech kind of, hey, we all deserve free speech. It shouldn't have been. Jack Dorsey, I believe, um, agrees with Elon, even though Elon, Elon was the one that said that. Jack Dorsey hasn't come out and said that he agrees with it. Um, you know, I... I I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, again, Trump has truth. Um, and and he won't make up something. My guess, um, Trump comes back to Twitter and says Elon invited him back to save the platform. And he, you know, makes himself look like a bigger deal than he actually is. But that's my guess. Uh, but Again, the Twitter deal, if you believe that this one's going to close, and I do, he's got the funding, he's got the ideas, he's got everything, he's got public relations, he believes that Twitter, uh, uh, again, operates within the, uh, the EU rules as well. So, he's at, it's at $47. This one's being taken public at 54 You've got a 10%, uh, you know, 20% move in that one. Just ironically, I was checking on... Um, on uh, my algorithm uh, because I do own Twitter. I own Twitter at around $44. Yesterday's candle um, was a sell and the MACD crossed down. You're, you're seeing volumes really come down in, in Twitter. It's not trading very well. Um, you had a buy-in on March 15th at $33. Now, that was without the Elon news because the Elon news didn't come about until April 4th. I'm sorry, April 1st. Um, I'm sorry, it might have been April 4th, the gap up here. Um, and so you didn't have that until April 4th. So you got that big gap up. There's a big gap down that, that I don't think is going to get filled, but if he can close this in the next couple of months, I think anything between 45 and 50, um, you buy. And at 47, if this one continues to go down the way that it looks, just because, again, I think it's volume. People have just become disinterested in this one. Uh, ATVI Activision Blizzard is another one. Uh, this one is, uh, wait, it's not a Activision. Why do I always get this one wrong? Um, ATVI. Why did I type in the other one? Um, this one has been coming down and it is, it's a sell as of, um, yesterday's morning candle, um, down 1%. So it does look like it's falling. The volume on this one does seem to be, uh, falling out of favor, if you will. Um, it's got a kind of death cross going on the four hour, but we know that daily is really where the death cross happens, um, from an algorithm standpoint. So. Uh, it's still uh, up there. Um, this one is moving in a negative direction. I, I think you could probably pick this one up. My guess is about 74, um, you know, maybe down at the 75 level. Um, it might bounce up before it hits 74. 
But my guess is, you know, again, there's a kind of trend line here at 7418. That might be a good, but the, the RSI is at 40. You, you have some opportunity there on that one. Um, trading desk is another one. Uh, this is one that, that my parents' friend used to be the CFO. Um, it was a darling. They announced earnings, and it was a um, surprise, positive earnings. But the, the forward guidance was what kind of hit this one. And it's just been a falling knife. Again, it's, it's at $43. Um, let's see what it's trading at in pre-market $42. So it's even going down further. Um, there's not much to say, you know, that their earnings, it's their, their PE ratio is 217. How can you justify that? You can't, you can't, um, let's see what their forward PE is. Um, 37. How do you justify that? I mean, that's a $20 stock, just flat out $20 stock. Um, Coinbase is falling. Um, there's some news in the crypto world too, but let's talk about Coinbase. Um, so far this year, their year date performance down 71%. Um, performance over one year is 75, negative 75%. Forward PE is 19. Um, at these levels, I, I still don't think Coinbase is a buy. I think there's some some something broken in the system in in the 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 actual company. Um, I, I you know again I think you got probably got a forty dollar stock here, which at, at that point it becomes significantly attractive. Um, does a J.P. Morgan? Does a Bank of America? Does one of these banks actually wind up just buying Coinbase um, for the user base? Um, that's the question. There was a post yesterday um, about if you own crypto in Coinbase and you don't actually have your keys to your coins, meaning the, the you don't, you know, the, what they say in crypto is if you don't have your keys, you don't have the coins. So you don't own it unless you actually have the keys. Well, if you don't have your keys in Coinbase, there was a filing that, that said if Coinbase goes bankrupt, that your crypto becomes part of the bankruptcy. The CEO then later clarified on Twitter, that's not 100% true. Um, so I didn't read more into it. I don't hold any uh, crypto in Coinbase, uh, but that's kind of what was going on there. There's also a, uh, a, a stable coin uh, called Terra, uh, UST, um, that is supposed to track one for one to the dollar, and it's supposed to be basically backed up. Well, this crashed overnight. It's now trading at 35 cents to the dollar. <clears throat> There's a lot of thought here that, that people have lost their money, um, that it was a rug pull, that you know, even the quote unquote stable coins aren't actually stable. Um, this is kind of destabilizing the market. There's a lot of um, Twitter chatter that I was reading through that says that there's billions of dollars in rug pull kind of stuff that's going on with Terra. Um, if you own Terra, I'm sorry. They're telling you, hold on. I don't know. Does it go to zero? Who knows? Um, it potentially could, but 
If that one goes to zero, then you're talking about a lot of Terra is backed up by Bitcoin, which means that there will be a significant amount of Bitcoin that will be on the market, therefore crashing Bitcoin. So you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of volatility in the crypto world as well right now. And what I know about crypto is one of the things that, that is interesting is um, crypto was basically developed for these high inflation times so that um, uh, governments couldn't manipulate the, the price of the, the currency, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's interesting is as we're seeing rates rise and we're seeing markets fall, we're also seeing crypto fall. So it's the first time that we're actually in what crypto was meant to be meant to fight, but it's going along with the rest of the markets. So the, the, uh, while I think that um, crypto has its, you know, uh, Robin Hood style effect and, hey, we are free, we are uh, not, you know, um, constrained by governments, blah, blah, blah. I do think it's interesting that that's, and this is just an, I, I'm, I'm, as you guys know, I hope, I trade GBTC, I trade ETHE, um, I believe in those two particulars. I don't know much about the crypto space, but what I do know is in this time uh, when it's supposed to be performing and holding up, it too, just like every other currency, every other stock, every other asset class has fallen. That is, you know, the only, the only thing that's supposed to protect you in inflation uh, periods is gold. And even gold has fallen. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, but uh, Peloton, let's look at Peloton because that was an interesting one yesterday. They announced earnings. They went down to about $7. Um, let's see. In the morning candle, it was a low of, uh, well, it was pre-market really. So let me look at the pre-market. Um, PTON. And I don't usually in include extended hours in my algorithm, but PTON yesterday, yeah, it went down at um, seven fifty six to about nine dollars ninety six cents. Uh, it was at nine eighty nine, I think, was its low. Um, yeah, that nine seventy eight looks like it's low on a one minute chart. So, if you picked it up under ten, kudos to you. It's trading for thirteen now. It's a thirty percent move. Um, do I think this one's going to, you know, 15, 16? I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, let's look at Peloton. I do believe in the new CEO. I think he's going to turn things around. Remember, this is millions of people on a subscription. Um, they're not making money. This is a company that probably needs more, uh, injection of capital. Um, so Will they do a secondary raise? I don't know. They lost $1.15 per share. Um, let's see. That is, they lost $1.39 per share previously. They lost $1.25 per share before that. They lost $1.05 before that. Um, this was obviously doing much, much better in the pandemic. May 5th, 2021, they announced their earnings per share. They only lost $0.03 cents per share. So, uh, in fact, back in February 2021, they made 18 cents per share. That's when the, the, the stock was trading for $141. They're now losing $1.15 per share. So, it's a fall from grace. Um, I, I don't think that you necessarily get into this one. Uh, it's still a buy in the, uh, or I'm sorry, a sell in the algorithm. 
It is completely oversold at 20 uh, on the, the RSI. That doesn't mean anything, but uh, at $12.90, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of found a bottom. Facebook was under 200. Did you buy it? Because it's probably going under 200 again with the CPI reading. Um, I continue to say anything under 200. Wait for the confirmation and validation. It's trading at 195. Um, I, I again, I own this one at 300, so I'm still in it. Uh, one that I was telling my friends about yesterday, AXP, uh, American Express. This one is at 162. I think this is a $180 stock in, in quote unquote healthy times. So I think this is one that you could buy um, and hold on to. What's interesting about AXP is their forward, uh, the forward PE. Forward PE is 14.36. You look at their, uh, their competitor's visa, 23. So as, as travel comes up, as business travel specifically comes up, American Express makes more money as international opens up, which hopefully it will um, significantly more this year because it's kind of like, you know, you saw what happened when the U.S. started opening up is all of these travel stocks and stuff shot up. They've since come back because of inflation worries, blah, blah, blah. But AXP, I think, is your, uh, one of the open plays that I really, really like. Um, so uh, with that, I still like UCO, by the way. Um, UCO performance year to date, 74%. Um, let's see if you are a UCO buyer in the algorithm. Um, no, actually, yesterday's candle got you out. Got you out for a slight loss. Um, there was a buy here on May 4th at 172. It got you out at 155. Um, let's see, trading at 151. Um, I continue to say supply outweighs demand, or I'm sorry, demand outweighs supply. So I think you could buy this one safely. Oil prices are up. It's at 158. Again, I think this one goes to 190. Um, you see a huge, huge kind of uh, loss here between in the pre-market. It went up to, well, it's just a, a kind of a big MACD and RSI. Um, the, the actual, it looks like the 10 day volume is 572,000 versus the 90 day is 888,000, um, shares. So if you want oil, I think Devin, uh, I think, you know, it, we listed them yesterday. There were, uh, let's see, um, oils. So LNG, which is Chenier, ENB, Enbridge, EQT, uh, PXD, SHEL, CVX. Devon, Oxy, uh, you've got all of those that you could put into with energy. Um, I believe in all of them. Um, let's look at DAC. How, how did that one do yesterday? Um, DAC is trading at 81 in pre-market, uh, which was a fairly good day, it looks like. Um, but let's look at it in the algorithm to see if we're a buy yet. Um, DAC actually in the morning yesterday had a sell down 2%. So you're a sell on this one, probably going to cross back up. Um, their earnings are coming up on May 24th. I'll alert you if they, if they become a buy. Zim, I know, was a good one yesterday. Um, Zim had a couple green candles. You're still a buy on this one. Um, it looks like the MACD is going to cross down here in the morning. So you probably will get out of here in, with a, uh, well, no, because the nine days above the 21. 
So you're probably still staying in, but you do have a MACD cross now. Um, the RSI is at 51. It came down over the past couple of days with the crashes. Um, it was at 68 on May 6th. And then May 9th on Monday, it came down to 44. Um, so it's on its way back up. I do still like Zim. Um, their earnings are next week, May 17th. Remember, this one announced a $17 dividend on their last uh, earnings call. So um, do they announce another $17 dividend, which will bring them back up to $79 probably pretty quickly. So um, could be an opportunity there. Uh, EGLE, I posted an article, by the way, on, uh, on Twitter from Zaxx that had EGLE, DAC, Zim, Apple, Tesla, all of those that I talk about. Um, EGLE is a sell as of yesterday's morning candle. Um, their ex-dividend date is May 13th. Um, let me see what their uh, dividend yield is. GLE. Um, dividend percentage is 12.98%. Hmm, interesting. Um, see if that's right on am i reading that one right yeah 12.67 uh two dollar dividend oof that looks good on that one um but if they are a sell you would have gotten out with a sell on that one they do have a dividend date here remember once you get the dividend it's going to go down uh i do think that this is probably a 70 dollars stock uh, the 50 days kind of moving down, but that 200 day is still super, super strong. Um, another shipper, uh, SBL, let's look at SBLK real quick. Uh, SBLK was a sell on yesterday's morning candle. Same thing. Their earnings are coming up next week. Um, I like that one too. It's a $30 stock. I think that goes to probably 33 for a nice 10% gain. Um, because again, shipping's kind of going to go up in my mind. Uh, ATCO, which is one that I've traded in the past, um, if I can type it right, at um, Atlas Corp. Uh, this one has earnings that are coming up today after the bell. Um, I saw this just on Whispering Earnings Whisper, and so I figured I'd bring it up. I don't have anything necessarily to say. This is a huge, huge downward trend um, on this one. So. This was trading at around $15, $16, and it's at $12 right now. Um, if we look it up on uh, Finviz, um, the last one, is, the last um, rating is Bank of America, uh, neutral to underperform at $14.50. Um, so you're looking at, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to do more research on this one. The only reason I brought it up is I traded this one in 2020 many, many times. Another one that I do like after the bell is VET, Ver Vermilion Energy. Um, again, this is an energy stop. They, their latest uh, uh, rating is a hold to a buy from um, TD Securities. Uh, the, only, the only price target these guys have on them is from September 2018, which is 41. They're trading at $18 today. Their forward PE is 2.57. Performance year-to-date is 46%. This is an energy company. Um, if we look at them in the algorithm, um, it looks like you were a sell as of yesterday morning. 
that MACD is just crossing down. The RSI is at 38. Um, I don't know what this one's going to, uh, to, uh, to do, but I, I, you know, again, do you kind of take the chance at 18 and it's an energy company? Um, and they're reporting today. Um, Vermilion Energy, with its subsidies and gauges, acquisition and exploration, development and production of petroleum, natural gas in North America. Do you need any more kind of catalyst than that? I mean, are they going to announce some crazy, crazy earnings that they lost? Probably not. Um, their dividend is 1.3%. Do they announce some kind of crazy dividend? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it might be worth putting a couple thousand bucks into this one to maybe make a couple hundred dollars. Um, again, I, I think you've got, you've, when I look at the daily on this one, let's just look at the daily to see where this one is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the 200-day the is well below where you're at now. Um, their last earnings, they kind of sank down. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they, yeah, they kind of shoot down. Looks like into earnings, these guys shoot up. And then right after the earnings, they shoot down and then they just go into a, uh, uh, you know, it looks like they, they meet earnings. Um, so I, I think that one's one that I'll probably watch today. I like it. I'll do a little bit more research into it. Um, again, inflation kind of, uh, shot down. Futures are significantly down. Um, let's kind of update this one. Uh, let's say, yeah, NASDAQ went down 1.1%. Again, remember we were implied up by 1.36%. Um, the Dow is down, expected to open down 0.4%. So you're seeing a, another shot to those high flying, um, NASDAQ stocks. Uh, the biggest report today is Disney and Disney is one. Remember Shanghai is shut down. Uh, Disney has just been falling and falling and falling. Yesterday, you got out in the algorithm with a one a 3.44% loss uh, into earnings. I don't expect Disney to post anything crazy today. This one, it, the only reason I bring it up is because they, they are the biggest earners of uh, on the earnings calendar. So it's going to get a lot of attention. Specifically, is Disney streaming is going to get a lot of attention? Do I think that this one goes from 107 at back up to 120 on earnings? No. Shanghai's, Shanghai's down. Um, the governor of uh, Florida, which is going to get a lot of attention on here, has kind of been targeting them. Hopefully, the, you know, JPEG just shuts up and says nothing and just says, yeah, we're working with the governor. We still have a good relationship with the state of Florida. We employ uh, we're their number one employer, blah, blah, blah. And we're working to, you know, um, to make sure that things in that state stay on track. Done. Uh, you know, again, uh, he doesn't want to burden the the citizens with a bond, um, a billion dollar bond that they have to raise taxes for. Um, and, you know, the, Disney kind of provides their own little city there. So uh, I think it's going to get held up in court that it was unconstitutional uh, and it was a total political stunt. It's just my idea. Um, so they report Shanghai's closed. By the way, if Disney announces something with streaming, watch for Netflix because that'll be interesting. If, if Disney announces that they gained in streaming, Netflix, in my mind, is going to go down. If Disney announces that they lost in streaming or didn't keep up the, the growth in streaming, Netflix is going to go down. 
So it'll be an interesting one to look at specifically when it comes to Netflix. I think either way, uh, people who own Netflix kind of find a, uh, a way to sell it. And I think you're going to see selling pressure on Netflix with this earnings report. Uh, oil, we talked about UCO. Um, just so there, there was a report today, uh, oil is expected to hit daily production average new all-time highs at some point next year. Um, the oil companies, with they, they've been extremely stingy in actually uh, drilling more with the, the permits that they have. Uh, but as prices go up and Saudis continue to say things, there's nothing that they can do other than drill because, again, they want to make money for their shareholders. And it's a good thing to kind of put in, into place right now. So they're drilling more. It's expected to go way higher. I think 2019 had the daily production record. Uh, we're we're above the average daily um, uh, production right now, but that we're expected to uh, hit a new record for a one day high uh, at some point next year if if things keep going the way that they are. Um, by the way, I will say this too. This was an interesting one. I didn't know this. Eighty eight percent of the energy that's created in the U.S. Um, he's created from natural gas. I heard that somewhere. I forget where. I think I was watching a YouTube video or something. So it could be completely wrong. But either way, um, natural gas has gone up 80%, 88% in one year. Um, that is likely to see. Oh, I'm sorry. The 88% was how much it's gone up. I don't know. I think it's the majority of the U.S.'s um, electricity is is with liquid natural gas. Um, but the natural gas prices you guys have seen, I've brought up LNG um, prices, um, you know, they're, they're even the stock, Chenier Company, uh, which, by the way, ironically, yesterday was a sell. Uh, oh, it's post-dividend. It's down at 130. Um, but uh, remember, you're going to see higher electricity prices this summer. Uh, kills me because, as you guys know, I drive an electric car. Charging that one's going to become a, uh, more expensive. but the reality of the situation is you guys are probably paying more at the gas tank than I am in electricity either way. So I uh, feel sorry for both. But uh, what, what's the, the question that, that was kind of posed in this, this video that I was watching was, is coal going to come back because natural gas just becomes too expensive because we're, we're going to wind up shipping more to Europe. And that's been the problem is as you take supply out of this country and put more into Europe, our prices essentially go up. Europe's prices go up because it costs us more to ship it over there than it does for Russia to put it in. But there's also rumors that another pipeline has been shut down by Russia. Don't know the exactness of that one. But again, KOLD, let's see about KOLD. KOLD has just been going nuts. Um, this is a short on natural gas. Uh, you are a buy uh, yesterday afternoon candle at $8.09. Let's see what it's doing in pre-market. Um, it is down at $7.33, so <laughs> not a great buy. Uh, ironically, this one loses you 90%. Um, the, the one that really has been, been doing well is Boyle. Um, let's look at Boyle in the algorithm. Are you a buy in this one too? Not a buy. Oh, God. Boyle, you're a buy all the way back at seven, uh, February 16th at 37.31. You're trading at $82 today. This is just natural gas prices. This is just a future on the, the natural gas. This isn't an actual stock. 
but you do have this MACD cross down and a significant downturn. Um, I think we're going back to 111. My my guess on this one, this is kind of like UCO. You can buy it. I, I think you're pretty pretty good in buying it. There is a gap here between 90 and 102. Uh, I think we fill that one. Uh, I think it continues to go up. Just my thing. I, I think you'll see it. Uh, one other one before I go is UNH. Um, UNH, United Healthcare, it's a falling knife. You got out of this one in April 25th with an 11% profit. profit. I think you might be going down to the 465 level. You might see 460. Um, I think you're going to see this this 50-day continue to move down, those 9 and 21s. You just crossed the 200-day in a four-hour chart. Now, if I look at a daily chart, um, you're nowhere near the uh the 200 day which is at 463 but i do think that's going to provide support so in my mind i think 460 is probably where you're going um the rsi is at 37 it hasn't been down this low uh since it looks like um it was right at this low february 24th where we started really going up so uh, i don't know that today is the turnaround on this one but um let's see where it's trading at in pre-market but healthcare is very, very defensive. Um, you're trading at 483, 488. It doesn't have a lot of pre-market. But uh, 10-day volume is 3.3. 90-day volume is 3.3. So you're right on that one. They already had their earnings. Um, their next earnings date is July 13th. So you don't have any catalyst coming up on this one. There's an ex-dividend date, I believe, or they took the dividend away. I don't see a dividend date on this one at all. Um, yeah. Let me see. Where's their ex-dividend date? Yeah, I don't see a dividend at all. Um, but UNH is one that I've wanted to buy, and I have not. ABV is another one. Um, ABBV. This one, in my mind, was coming back. Let's look at them on the algorithm. Um, ABBV. The algo has you buying into this one at 152.77 and you're at 152.07 today. In pre-market, you are at 151.60. You could probably get it cheap today. Uh, I don't know. Again, they had their, their earnings. There's a gap here between 150 and 155. You've got a 3.71% um, dividend yield that's kind of you know pushing you forward here while you wait. But I do think you're using that 200-day around 147, probably as support here. Again, healthcare is defensive, so uh, I do think that you have an opportunity here. But uh, that's enough for me. I've gone on for long enough. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hopefully, you can do it again. Um, Simon Property yesterday or Monday, Tuesday was Oxy. Today, I believe VET. Um, I'm not as confident in VET as I was in Oxy and Simon. VET is the only reason I'm saying VET. It's an energy company. They've got to announce crazy earnings, but they have had a run-up. So, but take a look at VET. Also take a look at, remember how I started this one, LPG. There's a $2.50 dividend that's a special one-time dividend, and that's before their earnings. So if you want to get in, you know, they're, they're, the dividend is payable on or about June 2nd to all shareholders of record as of the close of business on May 16th. So you have to own it by May 16th. 
on uh, for some reason the data on Trend Spider says May 13th. I would probably get it before the 13th just to make sure that you have it. But remember, it's going to gap down $2.50 the day after May 17th, it looks like. So, uh, again, NVIDIA, buy that one on the dip. Let's see where that one is because I'm sure it went down because the NASDAQ is down. Yeah, 172. Anything under 170, I think NVIDIA is a buy. I think you get into that one. It has shown uh, that it's got a pretty good support there. Um, and again, their forward PE is not crazy at that price point. Um, let's look at their weekly just to see. Um, there is really no, I mean, the only support level that I see here from a volume perspective is if I bring it back to November, um, you just don't see anybody owning or buying this one down here. Um, you know, if I bring it back to kind of this support level 130, um, that's where you really see the support between 124 and 134 from a volume perspective. But that's bringing it, but you know, the 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 volume indicator all the way back to November 2020. If I bring it back to the uh the pandemic lows of March 16th. Again, that's exactly 130 to 140 is the uh, the support level. So while I do think 170 is a good one to get in, you probably still have a uh, a, uh, a, a a gap down there. Their earnings are on May 23rd. I would probably buy anything under 170. I don't have a position in this. I want to get a position in this, so I may put in a buy today if it gets under 170. There you go. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow.